You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Steve Tasker, the former Bills receiver, now a game analyst for CBS Sports. Steve, thanks for taking the time to join us again on the program. We've heard so much over the years about the passion of the Bills fan base. Can you articulate what makes them so special in your experience, how it went for you over the years playing in upstate New York? Well, it, it, it's true. I mean, you can tell. Uh, I go. You guys have probably heard about how the Bills showed their appreciation to Andy Dalton for throwing the late touchdown to send the Bills the, to uh, to the playoffs. Uh, over a hundred thousand dollars have been donated to his his foundation as a response from Bills fans who donated seventeen dollars a piece or so to. To commemorate the 17 years they were out of the playoffs, it, it didn't surprise me too much when that word got out that that might happen. And uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a different kind of atmosphere in Buffalo because uh, you guys probably know Buffalo is not really a retirement destination. So if you live in Buffalo, it's because you were born here and raised here for the most part. And uh, if you're born and raised here, everybody you know is a Bills fan. Your family, your friends, your neighbors, everybody, and uh, it's part of the part of the fabric of the community and uh because of that when good things happen uh the community really comes together it's um, it's a pretty special place for that reason and you would have to say the community um when it comes down to success go all the way back to the times in which jim kelly and and all the great players like thurman thomas and andre reeds and those guys were there you have to assume with this opportunity to go to the postseason, this brings all those memories back and also having the hope that maybe they can make another run to a championship. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's really, it's, it, they've coined a new phrase here in Buffalo uh, called drought babies. And that means kids who are too young to remember the team going to the playoffs <laughs> and who haven't experienced it yet after, after 17 years. So, uh, the drought babies have come to an end finally, and now they, they can kind of take part in what their parents and grandparents have been telling them for, for years, uh, how great it is to be in the playoffs. It's it's pretty neat because it's the way it happened, as you guys know, where the Bills had to win and then get some help, and then the, the NFL moving the schedule so that all those games took place at the same time, and the Bills game got over the Bills had done their part, and then everybody all across, every Bills fan all across the world was finding a place to find out about what happened in that game, and they all found out at the same moment, and it was pretty special. So, yeah, I don't think there's any illusions about the team being good enough to win a Super Bowl, but right now everybody's really, really enjoying the fact that they've made it to the tournament. Chatting with Steve Tasker, CBS Sports. Steve, how do you view how the Bills have handled Tyrod Taylor? He took the $10 million pay cut in the offseason to stay with the club, and then, of course, the team benched him briefly going with Nathan Peterman. It was a disaster in that road game against the Chargers. Yeah, I think if you look at what happened during that, it was, you know, outside Buffalo, there was a lot of criticism for it. And as it turned out, it was probably justly, uh, justly so. But what happened to get them to a 5-2 and two record had nothing to do with um, – you know, with the offense, it was all about the defense churning out turnovers. And the offense, while one thing that Tyrod Taylor does as well as any quarterback in the league is not turn it over. And at that point of the season, they decided they needed more out of that position and tried to go with Nate Peterman. And the simple fact of the matter is, if Nathan Peterman had done anything except absolutely fall on his face, he might still be the quarterback of that team. But as it was, he did fall on his face. They couldn't leave him in there, and Tyrod Taylor came in. And there's been a handful of games when Tyrod Taylor hasn't been able to throw for over 100 yards let alone 300, uh, let alone 200. 
it's just been a constant battle. He's he's good at not turning it over. They seem to churn out first downs. LaShawn McCoy has been a, f- a phenomenal asset and really the reason why the team has been able to hang in games. He's an elite back and so versatile. Uh, with him out, that really hamstrings their offense. But, but make no mistake, they struggle to throw the football at all. And even in doing so, the rest of the roster is good enough to get them in the playoffs. But when you look at how he has struggled in a sense of being able to put up the big numbers, because that's what we're talking about, putting up the big numbers, they've still been able to win – And sometimes when you look at from a scheme standpoint defensively, you sometimes need those methodical drives where sometimes you're just getting field goals to maybe mask some of those issues you have on the defensive side of the football because if you're consistently going one, two, three and out by trying to throw the football too much, then you really expose your team on so many levels. That's what I get from a Tyrod Taylor as opposed to assuming that Nathan Peterman could have come in and gotten it done. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty good point because what happens is the teams come in and they just expect the team to be able to do certain things. And as a result, early on in these football games, particularly in the last six weeks of the season, the Bills would come out, drive down the football field, and really look sharp. And then as the teams uh, get a feel for what they can and can't do, they will start taking more and more chances. And you know, then it's when it's only then when they you know they realize. Uh, that they can do certain things defensively against the Bills and not really pay a penalty for it, that the game kind of evens out. But when when these defenses play the Bills honest, uh, they're tough to beat. Tyrod Taylor does make first downs. He turns them out either with his feet. He's able to throw the football short to guys. LaShawn McCoy is a key ingredient to that. Charles Clay is a key ingredient to that. And now Kelvin Benjamin has started to help a little bit, but really – uh, unless they get over the top on the passing plays, these throws are 10 yards or shorter. And when teams start to get a confident that they're not going to get beat over the top unless they, uh, unless they lose, uh, lose discipline, you know, they start packing in around the line of scrimmage and it becomes more and more difficult for, for Buffalo to move the, the, the football. But really, you're right. Tyrod Taylor does some real things really well, but there are some things that, this, that are just taken right out of the playbook. And defenses come to realize that late in ballgames. Steve Tasker, CBS Sports, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Steve, we know that Jacksonville has an opportunistic defense, number one in the league in scoring defensive touchdowns, but how much help could Buffalo get from the generosity of Blake Bortles, five more interceptions the last two weeks to cap the regular season? Yeah, and I think that's a big question mark because there's no question the Bills are good enough with their defense. They've shown they can play and beat anybody because their defense, particularly the Bills' secondary, is stellar. If E.J. Gaines is able to go at cornerback with the two healthy cornerbacks and Tredavious White, who's really having a rookie MVP, a rookie uh, MVP, defensive MVP season, uh, those two corners, E.J. Gaines and, and Tredavious White, are sensational. And Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde have absolutely transformed the back end of the Bills' defense. All four guys are new this year, and they have churned out interceptions. Both safeties have five interceptions. Uh, no two safeties in the league combined for more interceptions. Uh, the corners are getting doing awesome job at getting passes defensed. Their secondary is really, really good, and that could cause problems for Blake Bortles. If he throws it up or doesn't isn't sure about where he's going with the football, it will be a turnover. Uh, one thing that the Jaguars do have going for him, the Buffalo Bills' pass rush is not as good as the Jaguars. That's saying something because the Jaguars have the best pass rush in the league, but the Bills don't, uh, and it's not even close. So if the Bills can conjure up some pressure and force Bortles to throw into that that really good secondary, 
then this game could get could get out of hand, and the Bills could jump out to a lead and and make it make it work for them. That's the real key ingredient, though. The Bills' secondary is the engine that runs their defense. When it comes down to the Bills' defense, Coach Frazier's defense early in the year, they were second to none. I think they were plus ten in turnover ratio, uh, which is which was pretty good at that time. I think right now they're at plus nine. Uh, but tell me, what happened to their defense when it was a defense that was getting turnover, scoring touchdowns, and as of lately, it seems as if they kind of maybe found a dead spot somewhere in there to the point where they kind of flattened out because that defense was just as good early on as we've seen this this Jacksonville defense be all season. Yeah, you're exactly right. What happened was it was it was the early season turnovers that did it. Uh, plus, early in the season. Uh, Teams didn't really know about the Bills' offense like they do now. The Bills would churn out uh, 20, 25 points a game and get up, and their defense was playing extremely well, plus getting those turnovers. And teams would play a little bit desperate to beat them. Um, and when they got to a 5-2 and two record, it was really surprising because the Bills weren't playing very well offensively. But at one point, I think they were plus 17 at, tur- at turnovers. Right. And now, as you mentioned, uh, it's it's flattened out to where they're they're good but not great like they once were. That that defense and their ability to get turnovers really fueled their their run to the playoffs. Even though they tapered off in the second half of the year, they were so good early on that they uh, they gave them a chance to find themselves. They made some tweaks in their run game on offense at the bye week, got a little more production out of that, and now they can run the football respectably against any front that you can throw at them. Um, and their defense still continues to play well and get turnovers once in a while. So that's really the, who the Bills are. Uh, they play good, solid, disciplined defense. They sprinkle in some turnovers. Their offense runs the football and never turns it over, and it has fueled them to a point where they're 9-7 and seven and backed into the playoffs. Steve, let's wrap it up with a big picture in the AFC. How surprised would you be if we don't get the rematch of the Steelers and the Patriots again in the AFC title game? Yeah, I'd be really surprised. Uh, Those two teams are sitting now with a week off, um, a much-needed week off uh, to get rest and healed up. Um, I think this is a, a chance for them to, to you know, they're, I think we're on a, de- a, head, a collision course uh, in Foxborough to see the Steelers go in there. I think that'll be the, the game. I can't see Kansas City, uh, Tennessee, Buffalo, or Jacksonville beating either one of those teams on the road uh, unless they absolutely fall flat on their face or, if, like you say, they, they, they turn the ball over. So I think, I think that's it. I think they're the teams to beat, and I think – uh, I think uh, New England is g- probably going to get back to the Super Bowl, and it'll be interesting to see who they face. But I-, I think Pittsburgh's the only team with a shot to go into Foxborough and win. Steve, we always enjoy having you on the program. Thanks for giving us a few minutes again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.